Hello and welcome to Louisville's Best Podcast, Tornado Day Part 2. It's nighttime. Oh, we are preparing for the best slash the worst here in Louisville. John has his self in his bunker calling in. <laughs> no, nah, I'm good. I'm, I'm not in a bunker. I'm, I'm sitting right here at a table across from you. Actually in a bunker. He's not actually in the room with me. It's crazy. <laughs> Uh, he asked me to come <laughs> over to his house, come down to his basement, and there was just like a note that said, pick up the microphone. And it, um, I, I put my headphones on, and he's like, hey, are you there? And I'm like, I'm here. He's like, good. I'm in my, I'm in my I'm actually, safe room. I'm actually one floor below you. <laughs> I'm, I'm in at, my safe so. room. Uh, if, if the tornado comes... Knock three times, and I'll set out a glass of there, milk there, for you. There is absolutely no way there's going to be a tornado. Because the governor has has <laughs> called, <laughs> governor's like, all right, everybody, state of emergency. Now, I mean, okay, grant you, last year we did have some bad ones, but I don't think it's going to happen tonight. I just, well, I, just I mean, a... granted, not to take it lightly, there have been some bad storms already south of us, yeah. um, and Kentucky itself has been hit with some crazy storms. However, however. Louisville itself has been dodging. Was that somebody laughing? No, it's it's the. John, I forgot the. What was that? I forgot to turn off the ch- the chicken. It was it was our sound effects. Oh, continue. Gosh, I just got really creeped out. Yeah, look here. I'll show you. There it is. Good. Did you write that yourself? No, I did not. I did. Oh, I did. I did not. I did not write that myself. It was. That is a shame. So I. I I can only play like the first 10 seconds of it or it doesn't, you know. John, let me ask you this. Yeah. If you could see one natural disaster from a safe distance and nobody died. Yeah, and nobody dies. Let's, nobody let's put that caveat out there. Nobody nobody, nobody loses nobody, their life. Nobody lost their life. Nobody lost their house, anything mm-hmm. like that. Everybody was watching from a safe distance. What natural disaster oh, man. do you want to see happen? See, I've seen a tornado. Yeah, I've seen a, I've seen a tornado happen. I so, saw the finger of God. Man. Well, I don't know if we call it that, <laughs> but yeah, I've seen it. We I, I got I got the opportunity to see a tornado from the top of um, Ruth Chris Steakhouse one time, <laughs> and uh, that was that was fun. Carla was just laughing. She thought it was the greatest thing ever. <laughs> I, I think, know, I'm right there with her. I, really I think if I got to see anything and nobody's hurt. Nobody, no animals or anything. <laughs> Nothing's grasshoppers. Nothing, everybody's okay. Nothing is um, all in a controlled. No atmosphere. towns are destroyed. <laughs> nothing just yeah, yeah. there. I, I'd like to see a volcano go up. Ooh, I think a volcano going up yeah. would be absolutely amazing to see. That would be like intense. Well, yeah. I mean, you know, I mean, I'm talking about like, have you ever seen the videos of like uh, Mount St. Helens when it went up? Yeah, it's just like the half the side of the mountain just falls <laughs> off. And I don't want to be there when. And then that there was takes like place. the ash cloud that traveled over the whole world. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah. I had a um, when I was in elementary school, I had a guy that I went to elementary school with, and he um, he lived in Spokane, Washington. Yeah. Which was on the far side of the state, mm-hmm. and he was he was like in first grade. This is like when we were in sixth grade or something. Yeah. Moved here, and he was like, "Yeah, I don't think I can remember." Is like we couldn't understand why it was like midnight in the afternoon. Yeah. And it was like pitch black. He said. He said it was. I, I was just too young to be scared of it. But, right. But that was crazy. Yeah. No. So yeah, that's me. I mean, I'd like to see a tornado. 
I've seen two. I've seen yeah. two of them, and I mean they're they're pretty they're pretty cool. But like I've given thought to a tsunami. That's terrifying to me, man. It I mean, is, yeah. but I think that's the thing. I think it's almost too terrifying, even to see in a safe place where nobody got hurt. No thanks. I, I, I that that ocean starts going out, and I'm and I'm I'm absolutely hidden from. Like hills. I just might die right there. Yeah, like no I, I just might like. Oh, tsunami! I can't even get the word out of my mouth. I mean, I am—I actively understand that the ocean is there to kill me anyway. Exactly. So exactly. And I tell the kids that all the time in um in <laughs> in class. I tell them, I say, "Hey, look." They're like, "You don't like going to the ocean?" No, no, no. There's no mm-hmm. way I'm going to the ocean. You know why? I said because as soon as I got there, it would kill me and it would leave. And I'm doing you all a service by keeping the ocean here because it is here <laughs> just to kill me. It's its sole purpose. Yeah, it's it's, it's so, like an alien life form. <laughs> Just waiting. It's absolute only purpose come, in come. existence is for me. Come. It's like um, Saul Guerrero. Come. It's talking come. to you. We're miles away from anybody. Come can die. die. Right here. No, the last time I was in the ocean like that, I, was, I went snorkeling with my cousin. Ooh, did you? Yes. He lived in uh, Pompano Beach, which was about 20 miles north yeah, of yeah. Miami. And we went down to a Pompano Beach there to um, s- snorkel. We got in water. It was probably about twelve or thirteen feet deep. It was like this coral reef, and unfortunately, it was like a you're real. Already, you're making me sweat. Well, that was bad. It was crazy about it because we're down there and you're floating around. And of course, you're looking straight down, yeah. and then you can look back toward the beach. But if you're in thirteen, fourteen feet of water, you're just kind of there, and you turn around and you look out. Oh, it's. And mm-hmm. I was done. I was like, uh, uh-uh. no, it's just, it's just too much. It was too big. And I went back to the beach and made sandcastles the rest of the day. Yeah. I was like, no, I got to get my mind right on this one. Yeah, I don't like the ocean. But it's such a massive expanse. Ugh. Anyways, let's not talk about that anymore. Too big. Uh, we don't really have a topic, so I just <laughs> threw one together. This is from whatculture.com. Nice. It is 10 movies that worked despite their absurd premise. Okay. okay. So uh, are these movies we've seen? Some of them, because we're the only two here tonight. So yeah. we don't oh, yeah. have, we don't have our yeah Brian sick family Charlie dog setting dog setting and sick and, and sick. sick yeah he doesn't film Aaron parts unknown and uh and, and we're we're trying some video yeah. experimentation tonight we we got a new software and stuff oh they got to do that again because I, I didn't have you turned on there uh-huh. you go. now you're on yeah, yeah you didn't yeah, have me turned on but now you, you got on. me yeah. that goes back to our last episode we were talking about the well never mind I'm talking about trimmers. <laughs> For the grass outside <laughs> on the ground, <laughs> I I get all shaky when I think Not of you, those Tim. Tremors, weed eaters. <laughs> I get all shaky. I like. get all unbothered. <laughs> all right, here we go. Number ten movies that work despite their odd, weird, or absurd premise. Crank. High voltage. I have never seen a Jason Greg. Statham machine. Do you know what it's about? Yeah, it's like they they hook him up with something's going to make his heart, bl- or they put him a drug yeah. in him that's going to make his like heart explode, and he has to like keep his pulse Above higher than like one twenty or something. It's basically speed, but with a person. Like you know, like you think about the movie Speed. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I know. I know. I'm a big Jason. I'm a state Statham, Statham fan. fan. His, so his character's name in this movie, Chev. Okay. Great name. Uh, he basically the first movie saw him injected with a drug that slowed his adrenaline to a crawl on his vigil tirade. He's forced to keep his adrenaline up by doing things such as getting in the fights with the policeman and doing things you shouldn't do in public. 
Like, so, uh, no, we'll just leave it at that. Like what? Like what was he doing in public? Like uh, eating snow cones? Yes. Oh, okay. Eating snow cones <laughs> in public. Anyways, it, they actually made a sequel to this, uh, which this article says they swung for the fences. <laughs> Waking up in a daze following the previous movie's uh, climax, Chev discovered that his heart has been replaced with an artificial one. Nice. He soon finds out he must keep his new organ charged while he hunts for those who took his original beat maker. It's a great name for your heart. How does he do this, John? Jumper cables attached to a car battery, live wires atop a utility pole, is and that the one, yes. Now, is that the one where he like sticks the car battery on his tongue? He's like, <laughs> da, 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 da. There's and, the picture. Yeah, right there. there it is. One it to the that. tongue, one to the nip. <laughs> that's that's uh that's I, not us they said it i think that's in um every paramedics uh <laughs> training i'll have to ask well, my when, brother yeah when they do red cross training next year at a uh, school we'll, yeah. s- we'll see if i because the same guy comes in every year and he talks yeah. like this sir what happened if i put a car <laughs> battery me, on my tongue <laughs> and my nip he'd be like you'd be stupid that's what he'd be <laughs> and my teeth Whew. Anyways, that would light you up. Uh, speaking of speed, number nine, speed. <laughs> Get ready for rush hour. Speed's tagline reads, "If that coupled with the premise doesn't tell you everything you need to know about this movie's tone, then nothing will." Keanu Reeves plays the role of Jack Traven. It's a good name, an LAPD SWAT officer that finds himself in the middle of a high-speed or high-stakes bomb plot aboard a speeding bus. The bomb attached to the vehicle's underside, which is the worst place to have a bomb, <laughs> is rigged to detonate should the bus ever drop below 50 miles per hour. Now, I have to tell you, when Speed first came out, I, I felt like everybody loved it. Everybody loved the movie Speed. Sandra Bullock, uh, Keanu Reeves. Was it Dennis Hoskins? Was he Hop- the- it was it was Dennis Hopkins. Hopkins, yeah. I say Hopkins, whatever. You think uh, of Bob Hoskins? Well, there you go. Oh, I got Mario, <laughs> not Mario. Uh, but yeah, Dennis Hopkins. Um, and it was it was like one like I feel like I feel like there's no way it aged well. I haven't seen it in so long. Well, there's there's, there's no way. There's there's absolutely no way that it could have aged well because I mean first of all the technology is all out of date. I mean right. Den- Dennis Hopkins is like calling him with a flip phone. Yeah, well, of course. You know, it's like he had to pull the had to pull the arrow the the antenna out, and then the butt just the, all the all the. I feel like if they remade it, John, it would strictly be filmed from people's phones in the in the bus. See now, you could almost though get behind that. Yeah, I mean, if, if, if that's what you want to get, because that yeah. would be one of them. It could be like one of the modern commentaries on it's, things. It's, it'll like, be uh, like from their phones or from the security feed in the bus. Like none of it is is legit, quote yeah. unquote, camera yeah. footage anymore. All right, number eight, the Lego Movie. Now, that before movie, you get angry, it should be made clear that the absurdity of this movie lies in what it represents rather than what it is. For what it's worth, it's a film that tells us a sincere story of overcoming the odds, managing to subvert expectation along the way, and leaving audience with an important message about conformity and having an individual voice. So what's so absurd about that? The movie's runaway success and generally great writing may make it easy to forget, but this is a Lego movie. It's a Lego movie. A film about unassuming little bricks that everybody between the ages of 4 and 99 has played with. So... Uh, however, what audiences found was a heartfelt, passionate, made 
adventure with gags of both visual and verbal performance and so on. Uh, the Lego movie's great. It's better than it should have been. Exactly. That, that's, that's the whole yeah, point. Of I the mean, I know that's article. what I'm saying. I mean, I, I got, I'm, I'm, yeah. I'm agreeing with yeah. the article. I mean, it's, it's much better than it should have been. It totally took a turn at the end of the movie when all of a sudden it's like it starts to cross over like reality with the Legos. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, Will Ferrell was great in it. Well, and then you had the. Um, I mean, they're all good. I mean, it's all yeah. great voice acting. Lord Business. Lord Business, yeah. The Batman. The Batman, it's just, at, of course, he gets his own spinoff movie later, yeah. which, which is all right. Yeah, that movie is all right. But all right. it was, but the whole scene, the scene I love in it is where they pull up the Millennium Falcon. It's Lando, and he's like, I see a heavenly body. Yes. And then Batman goes off to party with yeah. him. Yeah, and he comes back and he's like, those are all dudes or something like that. <laughs> and he, he comes back and he's got the, like, the, war, the, the, uh, Oh my goodness! Hyperdrive. He's got the yeah. hyperdrive for the Millennium Falcon. Yeah, yeah, that was that's one of the better ones. It's great. It, it's a fun movie. Definitely is. It's better than Part Two. Yeah, Part Two was kind of. Uh, I mean, yeah. well, it was. But the once again, you go back to the fact that you that the the formula had already been used. Right. Right. So they tried to yeah. recycle it. All right. This next movie, John, cinematic classic. Weekend at Bernie's. <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness! For those of you that are probably Love that movie. too young for Weekend at Bernie's, that movie is absolutely tells amazing. the story of two hapless employees who are invited to their boss's beach house for a Labor Day weekend. Unbeknownst to them, their boss Bernie is conspiring to have them killed after they unwittingly cover uncover fraud within the company. It doesn't go exactly as planned as Bernie dies himself before the two can arrive from there the plot is basically they're puppeting his corpse <laughs> around pretending he's still alive uh it's it's a crazy movie and uh it, it had a huge following it, it really did if there's any movie that needs an update it's weekend at bernie's so you just have to decide who who plays Ooh, who, who would be bernie oh. harrison ford <laughs> Harrison Ford. Is Harrison Ford playing Harrison Ford? That's that's that, what it is. See now that could work, but who would be the who would be the two dupes? That's that's the mm. that that would be the even bigger question there. Who do you think? Uh, it would be two of the Chris's. Just pick two of them. <laughs> you have Chris Pine and Chris Evans. Yeah, or Chris Pratt and Chris Hemsworth. Yeah. Well, Chris, yeah. you got Chris Evans. Who, yeah. yeah, he'd be all right. But then Chris Pine and Chris... Um, I think Chris Pine and Chris Hemsworth. Chris, <laughs> because Hemsworth is funny. He's a funny guy. Well, you have Hemsworth and Pratt. Chris Pratt in there together. Yeah, yeah, either one. And that would yeah. be that would be yeah, funny. Yeah, that would be it. That'd, that'd be great. But they're playing themselves. Right. Like, they're, like they had some kind of pitch meeting at Harrison Ford's <laughs> uh, mansion, Island. Find out he's dead, but then it turns into like a murder caper or something like that. And they're oh, on the yeah. run. They got to make it look like he's still alive. Could you could you imagine Harrison Ford stooping to playing a dead body like that? That would be absolutely amazing. I mean, he's playing Indiana Jones again. <laughs> Close oh, to ouch. it. Ouch. Close to it. Yow. Oh, okay. anyways. All right. This next movie I have not seen. And if you haven't, we'll go through it fast. It's Hot Rod with uh, Andy Samberg and Lonely Island. Uh, no, I have not seen. All right, seen that, so. uh, helpless drifting amateur stuntman who wants nothing more to earn respect. That's an old school movie. 
2007. Yeah. Uh, I don't care. Let's move on. Yeah, I don't, I don't, I've never, I've never right. heard of that one. Okay, never seen this movie, but I know about this movie. It's called Rubber. Um, for those that are unfamiliar with the film, it's a French comedy horror about a car tire that gains a consciousness and soon discovers it has telekinetic powers. <laughs> what does it decide to do with these newfound abilities, John? Mm-hmm. Go on a hap or go on a murderous rampage, exploiting helpless victims' heads on his path to pursue a woman who's become the object of his obsession. Robert, the tire has a name, is followed by Lieutenant Chad, the sheriff, who constantly ruminates on the ideas of things happening for no reason in movies. I, there's a subplot about audience members being murdered with poisoned food. Uh, it's it's kind of like right up there with Attack of the Killer, killer tomatoes. tomatoes. Yeah, yeah. And uh, I've never seen it. I mean, I've heard about it, but not, it ain't something. Okay. It's not something I'm going to watch. That's more like along Charlie's. Yeah. That'd be Charlie's. Charlie's probably seen it. Yeah. I wish he was here now. He'd be like, Oh yeah. He'd name all the actors and just Uh, the, the, the great underlying tone to the movie. And like Charlie would like really, and I would just feel like a complete slob. Yeah. Well, cause I I was like, I like the tire. (laughs) Charlie's like, no, you're missing the entire point, Tim. That's how the discussion would go. He would be, yeah. he would be totally like you know the nuances of the tire mean <laughs> that the French Revolution should have not yeah. Yeah. should have been more toward the bourgeoisie and less toward the proletariat. You and have I, to would, understand I, I would have been like, but they, I like how it rolls backwards <laughs> in those one scenes. He'd be like, not just forward. He'd be like, you fool! Don't you understand? You missed it. We love you, Charlie. We missed it. <laughs> All right, uh, this one I haven't seen, but I also have read about. It's called Swiss Army Man. It's a movie uh, that stars Paul Dano, Daniel Radcliffe. It tells the story of a man, Dano, marooned on a desert island. And at the peak of hopelessness, he discovers a corpse, Daniel Radcliffe, as it washes up on the beach. His hope for survival is renewed when he discovers that the body has a bizarre penchant for a particularly strong flatulence, (laughs) proceeding to use it as a makeshift raft propelled by its farts. Uh, other oddities include the corpse slowly regaining consciousness and the ability to talk in simple sentences. Um, not going to read that part. Um, what happens? I can't read that part. It's, it is <laughs> a bizarre movie. A tussle with a bear. Uh, another ignited toot. But basically, I didn't realize it was that involved with farts, but he basically is able to survive on the island because the body acts as a Swiss army knife and gets him out of countless different jams and situations uh no that ain't gonna uh, be my thing. yeah i actually have a, a better plot premise to that maybe it doesn't focus so much on farts um the main character hank is a lonely and depressed man who's given up on life through his relationship with manny however he discovers a newer sense of purpose um and all blah 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 blah, blah. no never mind anyways it, it's just it what it really boils down to is harry potter in fun farting situations. Oh, okay. So that, that, that makes that makes <coughs> kind of sense, I guess. Okay. Number three, being John Malkovich. That movie is weird and cool all at the <laughs> same time. I don't even know how to explain it. I don't even know why I like it. The movie the- tells the story of a puppeteer named Craig Schwartz, played by John Cusack. Shortly after taking the job as a file clerk, he stumbles upon a hidden tunnel in the building 
This tunnel, of course, happens to be a portal that leads directly into the consciousness of real-world actor John Malkovich. Have you ever seen it? Yeah, it's, it's a weird movie. The, the scene where Malkovich goes into his own head, and it's like, John Malkovich, Malkovich, Malkovich. Yeah, it's like, there's it got, 8,000 Malkovich. It gets bizarre, but yeah, I mean, it was a decent... Yeah. I mean, I don't even know why. I think it was just the time I was in, because I was younger. Like, oh, man, this is like the greatest... <laughs> The, the the funny part of the movie is how they make Malkovich, who was at this time known to be more of a just dramatic actor, and turn him into like a world class puppeteer. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's it's so weird. It's and so then from weird. there, I feel like Malkovich's career careened into the weirder and weirder. Like in Red, when he's like a lunatic conspiracy theorist and stuff like that. What was the movie he's in with? Uh with a Clint Eastwood where he's the um, assassin. He's going to kill the president. Yeah. Makes a plastic that's, gun. I think that's before line of being, fire. Yeah, that's line before of fire. being John Malkovich. That's when he was still in those dramatic serious yeah. roles. Yeah. That was, yeah. that's one of those crazy, those crazy movies. But then it's just like, he just got progressively crazier. Uh, number two, one of my all time favorite terrible movies, uh, because some of the terrible lines in it, it is, and I have to. I have to put my phone down. It is face off. <laughs> face off. Yes. I'm glad we got that on camera. I hope. Yes, we did. Face I got. I got. I got. There you go. Yeah. Do it again for us. Just, just sort of face off. Oh yeah. You know, uh, face <laughs> off. We all got to do it. Yeah. Uh, let's call up Aaron on Facetime real quick. Aaron, just do the face off. <laughs> He'd be like, for "What? <laughs> uh, We're gonna have to get a really, really bad picture of him when we start doing video. Get just splash to it like on the phone." <laughs> yeah. Um, this movie is your standard cat and mouse fair. Travolta plays Sean Archer, an FBI agent with a personal vendetta, excessively chasing chasing Cage's caster Troy, a ruthless terrorist. Uh, and then what happens is following a plane crash with Caster Troy aboard, Archer pursues the truth by taking the only logical step you can take, John, mm-hmm. undergoing surgery to have his face replaced with Troy's in order to go undercover and unearth answers. Troy awakens shortly after, forcing the surgeon to perform the same operation on him, giving him the face of Archer. John Travolta becomes Nicolas Cage. Nicolas Cage becomes John Travolta. It's a classic movie of actors playing two different roles. It's it's amazing. It is so <clears throat> hokey. It's unbelievable how hokey it is. And even got a scene in there. It's like supposed to be like super dramatic, where like um, they put headphones on the little kid and uh, somewhere over the rainbows playing and all these yeah. bullets flying. It's like, oh, give me yeah. a break. It's supposed to be yeah. it's supposed to be dramatic, but it just comes off as stupid. And John Travolta is like with a uh, Nicholas Cage's daughter. He's like. You gotta stab him in the leg and you turn the knife. I can't even do John Travolta. Are you doing John Travolta with Nick? Are you doing Nicholas Cage's John Travolta or John Travolta's John remember. Travolta? I can't remember. So like, it was whenever. Now, who was the good guy? John Travolta. John Travolta was a good guy. Yes. Okay. And then Nicholas Cage was the bad guy. Yeah. So it must have been when Nicholas Cage, Cage was, John, was Travolta. John Travolta. We need a we got a flow chart. Yeah, we gotta have a flow chart. We gotta yeah. have a flow chart for this. And he gives like a knife because she's like getting bullied. That's the best scene is where like she's getting like uh, pawed on by her boyfriend mm-hmm. and John Travolta, who is Nicolas Cage, who is John Travolta, <laughs> <laughs> busts busts through the window and then hands her the knife. He's like, "You turn it when you." Yeah. And then ironically, it's used on him later in the movie. Yeah, yeah. Because don't Nicholas don't Nicholas Cage, who's John Travolta, is John Travolta go to jail for a while in that movie? Yeah. So John Travolta as Nicholas Cage. Yeah. So yeah. 
John Travolta in Nicolas Cage's body. Let's refer to it as that. Okay. Poses as Caster Troy in jail because he's that's trying right. to get his brother that's right. to reveal something. The little creepy, yeah. I like the, bur- <laughs> the, the like indestructible, I can burn everything to the ground guy. Cause yeah. they, don't they blow up like a church or something at the beginning yeah, or he dresses remember. up like a priest? Yeah. yeah, he does dress up like a priest because yeah. then he walks into a stewardess and tells her to suck on his tongue. <laughs> I got that on video too. <laughs> For whatever reason, I mean, I know what whatever reason as a as a as a young as a young like old teenager, or whatever. I'm just like, yeah. I mean, we should honestly just do a podcast talking about face off oh we could do the whole thing if we'd known that we'd have talked oh, about man. it then we, i mean we've already been on it for 10 minutes <laughs> could have rewatched it and like <laughs> taken notes uh, the absurdities of brian Faisal. would be like i've never seen this <laughs> brian pause it right now the, no, no 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 brian's seen face off i think the best viewing experience with brian was the night we made him watch uh it, suicide squad oh suicide squad it was hilarious too because yeah. that's the first time i've heard him say a cuss you're word. talking about the first suit the the uh the will smith Suicide Squad? Yeah. Yeah. Because we almost, we Ooh. get three hours into it, and he's like, oh, it's got to be over. No, we're it's like, be no. Over. <laughs> no. Like, you still, still got another two hours, man. He's like, I hate you, man. This isn't even the director's cut. And the night we had him watch It, and he about climbed over the couch at that one point, yeah. was was absolutely worth worth everything. The, yeah. I, I don't know. Maybe he has seen it. I, I feel like he's seen Face Off. I feel like that, I feel like I've probably seen Face Off with him. Maybe. At some point, maybe. What yeah. year did Face Off come out? I don't know, now? like like late mid late mid to late nineties, maybe. Is it a nineties movie or early two thousand? I can't. Nineteen ninety seven. Yeah, I definitely is. saw that with Brian. I definitely saw that movie with Brian, probably in the in my basement or at Dixie Dozen. Oh, everybody been Dixie Dozen. Everybody been Dixie Dozen. Uh, had, this, to, had to walk back that long hallway. Yeah, yeah. Oh, that was Movie City. No. Uh, Dixie Dozen had a, a somewhat long hallway. Did you, ever do, I did you ever go to Movie City? Was that the one where Target is? Yeah, it's the one where Target is, but they but they left it back in the bar yeah, area, yeah. but they built that long yeah. like. I, I went with Charlie and Charlie's mom and Aaron, and we saw Ace Ventura: Pet Detective there. <laughs> see melba she was mortified <laughs> she was she was mortified I, and i i think i saw one or were, two other were movies you, there. were you along with him when i was him and rob that went and saw the highlander three with his mom i think aaron went and aaron might have been there the, and of course you know Lam- lambert's got to <laughs> show his butt christmas gotta get naked every every movie he's every that, so movie i can see my mother-in-law but she's like y'all y'all shut your ass shut your ass anyway Crazy. uh all right number one I I can't remember if Charlie was with me when I saw this. He at least told me about the event because we went down to the U of L campus into like I think it was some kind of cinema club or something like that, and they had got the rights to show this movie because it was like an independent film, the Bruce Campbell vehicle of Bubba Hotep. I've seen that. Yes, I have uh, seen it. It's. It's a crazy premise. They even were talking about making sequels, which I wish they would have, but they didn't. Uh, but yeah, as this as this article explains it, it's a tell as old as time. Elvis Presley teams up with a black JFK in order to stop an ancient mummy from stealing the souls of every resident of the retirement home in which they live. They dyed me this color. 
<laughs> they could not do that nowadays. Oh. There's no way. That movie is... Ozzy Davis, Bruce Campbell. Gosh. Uh, it's a great movie. I used to have it on DVD. I may still have it on DVD. Uh, I don't know. I don't know. I had it on DVD. When I used to go around to all the, like, Red Giraffes and mm-hmm. Hollywood videos, and when mm-hmm. they were selling out, they'd have them out there, I mean, like, dollar. For yeah, DVD. yeah, yeah. And you just walk up to the counter, like, 20 I mean, 20 or 30 DVDs. I don't know how many hundreds of DVDs They all had the sticker on them. You had to peel off. Yeah. And And I think I got it in one of those cells like that one time. Me and my brother-in-law went through a thing where we had a competition to get the most movies on DVD. I think I I I maxed out like three or 400. Doug and I had a similar, not really competition, but we we would buy DVDs like once a week. Yeah. Uh, Like new release day was Tuesday. And that's when you could get them on sale. And we would just buy stupid movies. Uh, like Kung Pao. Yeah. Oh I had, my gosh. I, had that. I was at Target. Me and Carla were at Target a couple of weeks ago, <coughs> and they had John Wick trilogy. Yeah. And they had it on like sell for like ten bucks. So I oh. bought it, and I don't have a DVD player, so I gave it to my father-in-law. <laughs> and uh, he, um, you, it was like I gave him gold. He's like, thank, thank you, because I don't think they had much to watch in the country when they, <laughs> since they moved back down there. <laughs> And so I was like, yeah, so take it down there. So that's so we definitely have John Wick to watch when we go to the country. Yeah. I'm trying to get Susie to go see John Wick 4. Hey, I'm down to go see it we, if, we if got, you want to. We should go see it. Yeah, I want to see that. And then what else came out recently that I wanted to go see? Maybe it was – you know what? <laughs> I kind of want to see the Dungeons & Dragons movie. <sighs> I don't want to say that I want to see it, <laughs> but the more I see about it, the – like cooler it looks i don't i don't it know what feels, it is about it it feels like a 90s sci-fi ragtag crew movie yeah and i'm, I'm always down for one of those quest movies like yeah. that but it looks like it's got some good humor in it, it. Does. it doesn't look like they're taking it extremely serious hugh grant looks like a classic hugh grant uh chris pine can be funny mm-hmm. um yeah i mean so i kind of want to see it the scene in the trailer I always like is the guy's like, I don't want to watch you see you die. Yeah. That's why I'm going to leave the room. And I, I, I mean, that's, it's corny, but I think yeah. it's, I think it's fitting. Yeah, I feel like it's it's one of those movies that I would have watched as a kid a million times. Yeah, every, yeah, like type thing. Yeah, it looks cool. It looks definitely yeah. cool. And then I want to see John Wick just to see everybody get stabbed. I like the John Wick movies. They're, I don't know. Uh, some people are like, ooh, they're stupid. I, I like them. I mean, they're yeah. they're so over the top, ridiculous. They're, they're all crazy over the but top. But the thing about it is, Keanu Reeves like totally pulls it off. Yeah, it's not like it's 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 like he keeps it. He gives it this. I don't. It's probably stupid to say, but he gives it this kind of realistic kind of yeah because he's just so kind of down to earth. Mm-hmm. But I, but I really like the third one. The third one's really good where they're just coming at him just left and right, Nothing left and right. right. Everybody's and an assassin. Yeah, and finally, the flower he's, lady. And finally, Pizza he's just man. like, I can't do it anymore. I, yeah. I got to get out. Yeah. I think that's pretty cool. It's a cool movie. And then he falls off the building. Yeah. So <laughs> I, I want to see four. I definitely want yeah. to see four. Um, but you know what we should watch first? Face Off. Yeah. We definitely got we got to get the crew together and watch Face Off <laughs> one night. Oh, uh, man. We need to like look up and do... We need to do a podcast of like just ridiculous 90, late 90s action movies like The Rock and face off. What we need to do is bring our own list. Con Air. Yeah, everybody has to bring their own list. <clears throat> well, you know, like we've done that before. I was reading about Con Air, like behind the scenes, like it was evidently just a re- crazy, <laughs> crazy scene. Like they actually flew a a jet or a, a plane on fire over Las Vegas to film it, 
and got like thousands of calls <laughs> from 911. They actually crashed it into an actual casino that, that was about to be uh, demoed. And so they're like, yeah, just go ahead. You can crash your plane into it. That's insane. And it's based on an actual, not event, but there is legitimately a, a plane like that that transports prisoners. And there's like the high maximum security prisoners. And like they talked about, I think some of the film crew like rode on one of the flights and they said it's like the creepiest thing I bet you it is. they've no. ever been on in their entire life. No, thank you. Yeah. I just, I'll just stay here. <laughs> yeah. I'm good guys. Yeah. I'm good. But yeah, we, we need to make, we need to bring our, our nineties crazy action films because, uh, most all of them are Michael Bay joints oh, probably yeah. or Jerry Bruckheimer and, uh, 90% of them have Nicolas oh, yeah. Cage in it. Nicholas Cage all the time. Anywho, uh, if you enjoyed this, you can go back to last week and listen to John and I talk about Mandalorian for 40 minutes because we love it. Uh, <laughs> but catch us wherever you listen to podcasts, whether it's Apple Podcasts, Google Play. Check us out on YouTube soon. And uh, Rumble. We're going, to be, we're going to both. Yeah. YouTube and, and uh, Rumble. And until next time, I'm sorry, Brent. And there's nobody else to do any other outros. No more. So I'll just say face... <laughs> Sudden stop. That was bad. Turn it off. Working with both hands tonight. <laughs> yeah, you are, son. <laughs>